0: Welcome back to episode four of Tailgate TV. Can't believe we've been doing this for four months, Brad. It's amazing. Still feel like we're just getting started, and we are. I almost said fourth and final, but this will not be our final. Uh, some of you may wish that. Was gonna say. But we are we are back, and man, football fanatics, strap in. We have a football preview episode where we are going to be previewing Bates County football. As those Friday night lights, lights are getting ready to be turned on
1: quickly right. this week. Football extravaganza.
0: Football extravaganza. And,
1: uh, Brad, who do we have coming on to talk to us about football? Well, first of all, we have three great guests. Um,
0: couldn't couldn't disagree with you. So
1: excited to have each one of them sit down with us and uh, talk a little football, really. One of uh, the
0: most fun things to talk about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and – each one of these uh, men that have come in really have a lot of good things to talk about. I know they do. I'm excited to ask questions. I'm excited to hear the responses to uh, this football preview show uh, on Tailgate TV. The first young men, uh, and I say young men because I'm sure they're all younger than I am. Smarter than I am, but younger than I am. Uh, we've got the Rich Hill Tigers head Football coach Steve Halverson, um, and we, excited. Did a little bit of research on him yeah, and going to be excited it. to hear some things that he can bring to he's us.
0: He's done some things in his past, just in his career. Um, been on some really incredible college teams, and there's some stuff you guys are going to want to hear some of his answers, I think. Because i I just seen the questions that are going to be thrown at him. Yeah, he's ex- – and not to mention, you know, I – I think they've struggled in Rich Hill uh, mm. recently. Yep. But just watching the transition that's happening right now as he's going into a second year, I'm excited to hear how they're going to continue to improve because I think they are making strides. Absolutely. And so just a lot of exciting things about Steve and about having him on, and I'm excited to hear from him.
1: Absolutely. I am too. Uh, the Class 1 runner-up, Adrian Blackhawks, uh, their head coach, Matt Davis, and again, can't wait to talk to him a little bit about last year and what he's expecting this year from the Blackhawks.
0: Yeah, our second favorite Matt in Bates County.
1: Well, and in Adrian. Yeah, in Adrian. <laughs> and we're just uh, kidding. Little, little
0: shout-out to Matt Cunningham who's Absolutely. been on the show who, who trimmed uh, the – you know, we talked about renaming our podcast for a moment. We were going to do the old man and the Sasquatch, but I don't know now that Matt's got me looking a little more tame. It's
1: still the old man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know uh, – A very successful coach in the last uh, three years here in Butler. Um, The Butler Bears head football coach, Greg Webb. Uh, Excited to have Coach Webb on. Um,
0: He's going to be in studio talking to us, previewing
1: the Bears season. Yeah, and really excited about that. And, again, excited. Obviously, I do the prep cast here for the Bears and uh, excited to see what uh, things – that may have changed obviously was and every one of these coaches have some seniors that have left that were big parts of their oh, yeah. program turnover
0: is a big thing in high
1: school football absolutely and these these coaches do such a good job every year every year they lose a um big piece piece to the puzzle absolutely and they have to fill those in whether it's the juniors stepping up or maybe a sophomore or freshman stepping into some of those uh, bigger roles. Um, well,
0: that's the thing, you know, in smaller schools, mm. and, you know, obviously even in our district, not district, but our area,
1: right? some schools are smaller
0: than others. Absolutely. But all, all three of our schools in our county would be considered smaller schools. Sure. And in smaller schools, you really struggle with that more so than bigger schools because you don't necessarily, you know, you go through phases. Sure. But you don't consistently have classes and classes and classes of talent. So then you searched was it the freshman class is it the junior class which class am I bringing talent up from?
1: Well you only have 11 guys on the on the field mm-hmm. at it, it, right offense or defense whatever so if you if your school has a hundred kids in it, that's 10 percent over 10 percent but 10 percent basically of your class yeah it, when you have a thousand kids it's a lot easier it's a lot easier to lot easier fill easier. those 11 spots right Damn. so that I mean that's a big big thing for coaches to understand how to do that and how to do it well. And, and I think all three of I'd these i was about to say kudos to all
0: three of these job. coaches yeah. because I've had a chance to watch all three of them and you know obviously we prep a little bit not sure. that we're a big
1: professional you
0: don't, don't you know we we spend some time prepping. Sure, we try to. And uh we have researched all these coaches and watched some game film and they all do a heck of a job and I'm excited they all have a great football mind. They do. So I'm just excited to pick their brains. Absolutely. But with that being said, we're not going to, you know, make you wait any longer. We want to thank a few sponsors, and then we will jump into some of these interviews. But we want to thank Sonic, uh, where Miles and Josh continue to work with us, hook us up, supply us with food, with drinks, with sponsorship. Um, so we, And again, I think I've said it before, the podcast just sounds better with a Sonic drink. So if you don't have one, you know, you can hit pause and go get you a Sonic drink. Order on the app. Uh, also, Emmanuel Baptist Church, they uh, continue to support us, and they are... The, they're wonderful. They yeah, do a lot of great things. Mid-America Live since day one has been, 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 been on board since we, we – since before day one. Since, right. you know, we had this idea, um, Doug, Curtis over at Mid-America, they they fully support us and and, and we're on board.
1: And, and they've done a great job. And Doug and Curtis both have done a great job of helping us kind of maybe uh, – Walk through the minefield of some of the things not to do and to do, yeah. and so that's been a great benefit to us. We appreciate that absolutely. 100%. The
0: Butler Center. Chamber of Commerce—they uh, are wonderful to work with. I have been talking to the gentleman up there who is directing that now, and you know they—they're they're pretty fantastic. They are. I don't know about him; he's—he's well, kind of hit or miss.
1: They do do a good job, and again, there's so many uh, things. Coming up, on and they try to keep the calendar full, and that's yeah. that's good.
0: Huckster's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fall citywide garage sales coming up, and I think the deadline to register for that is August thirtieth, is what I've heard. So if you have not done that yet, get with the chamber and do that. Uh, I also want to thank O three Customs who have before that. You know we we try we say this all the time, but we try to take on sponsors that we actually use. Absolutely. And And we have been been using O3 Customs since the very first day. Absolutely. Now they came on as a sponsor a little bit after that. But we, you know, even before they were sponsoring us, we were buying hats from them. We were using their products. We were using 03 Customs because we appreciate their work. And then, you know, now they've come on board as a sponsor as well. And we get to continue to partner with them, but would absolutely recommend them to anyone wanting engraving as they do fantastic jobs. They make all of our hats. They do other custom engraving cups. They did a baseball mitt the other day. Uh, yeah, so whatever neat. you need engraved. Yeah, very nice. They'll do. And, uh, also want to thank CNS graphics. Mm who uh, does a fantastic job working with us. And so we just want to thank all of those sponsors who help make this happen. And without further ado, we are going to jump in some interviews here on Tailgate TV. Welcome back to this special football preview episode, and we have another fantastic coach here with us today. Who do we have, Brad?
1: This is uh, the head Butler Bears football coach, Greg Webb. We're excited to have you here. I, I have enjoyed watching you over the last three years and, and uh, uh, obviously doing PrepCast, get to see a lot of your games, and boy, uh, phenomenal job you've done. Now, give you a little background on, Greg, 11 state championship games. Am I right there? Yep five state titles yeah which is a lot yeah well, there are a lot of people that would be very happy with that uh hit your fourth year this going into yep. your fourth year here at butler a 20 and six record uh is that accurate
2: I think it's 28 and five okay
1: 28 and five that's it's even 25. better yeah um
2: we went 10 and one ten and one and eight and three okay okay wow 25. That's Brad's crazy. not known
0: for his math. No,
1: I I, you know, I, I think I had my shoes all on. And shoes. I was looking those up because I didn't have enough to count. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you you got, did 20. Well, hey, you got 20. I did, well, yeah, you know. I, I didn't have somebody else there with
1: me. He didn't graduate from Butler. <laughs> right. He didn't learn. <laughs> right. And, of course, Arkansas over here. You, you
0: know. oh, we don't even try. Yeah. <laughs> we always have our shoes off, though, so we can count.
1: Absolutely. But, boy, uh, you know, and I know a lot of people in Butler, Um after the few years that were leading up to that, um, up in the 10 to one season quarterfinals, uh, and, a, a, what? Six point, seven point loss to St. Pius, which was a marvelous football game back and forth. Uh, what a powerhouse they were that year. Um, and again, coming off of some of those struggling years, boy, you had that senior class that was so good and they went through so much hardship. Yeah. Um, what what kind of things do you think contributed to the success of that team and buying into your program
2: uh, that's a great question I don't know you know coming in um, to a place that I wasn't sure about mm-hmm. saw them on film saw that they tried they really did try right. I mean, they had I mean their effort was good um, and without saying too much about the previous coach you just don't know the sure. dynamic of the team and what was going on inside of it. But uh, thought we had some players when they started showing up for workouts and things, and they never missed. I mean, that whole bunch, I think there were maybe 12 or 13 seniors that were awesome kids, and they bought in early and uh, wouldn't let each other skip and uh, just really were accepting of, tell me what to do, coach. I mean, I'll do whatever you say. Let's go. Never questioned anything and just played their fannies off. And it was fun. You know what really sparked the whole thing? I think was <clears throat> Adrian had shut him out for two or three years in a row. Correct. We're talking some smack on. You're never going to score against us. And right. Uh, we went out and our kids were unsure. I was unsure just at what level we could we could ascertain and what level they were at. I didn't know. You know, I hadn't been around the area. Um, had seen some really good football in the city, but you never know. Two class sure. two you sure. know, how good can you be? Sure. Thought we were okay. Um, and we scored on trap, like the second play of that game, and our kids just lit up. And uh, And they said, here we go, boys. And it was, it was a dog fight. They were really good. They got great tradition. But when we won that game, it kind of solidified all the hard work that they had done and uh, kind of even made the buy-in more special. And they said, okay, hey, we might have something here. And uh, did everything we asked. Didn't have too many injuries. Kind of played clean the whole year. Won the conference fairly easy, and then uh, uh, ran into a tough St. Pius team that ended up losing to the state champion six to three. Right. Uh, so their defense was legit. Yes. Um, and and I, you know, you always look back from a coach's standpoint and say, what could I have called or done? And sure. Um, and I'm not sure I called the best game in the world, but we had some. Had some issues and things, but just a fantastic year, and I'm really glad that we got it turned around for those kids because they put so much effort into it. When well, you talk about
0: that senior class and that senior class, I remember watching them. You know, they 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 kind of were the team in all the sports that they played. I think they had a couple districts in basketball, mm-hmm. and it it always kind of amazed me to see their success outside of football and to yeah. know that there was athletes on the team that then weren't necessarily producing a couple years previously, and then you come in that senior year. And just to see from the stands, like, okay, something's clicked with these kids now. He's got them playing the way they should. And I think that was a credit, too, to what, you know, to them buying into what you were teaching, but also what you were teaching worked.
2: Yeah. You know, and you don't, like I said, you don't want to look back and say what the coach was doing or whatever. Right. Whatever it was, it wasn't really fitting the style of those kids. Uh, Lincoln Sutton was a great football player, a monster kid, and really... From what I'd heard, hadn't been reaching his potential, um, but you kind of got to you kind of got to look at him and talk to him. Once you talk to him, and he was willing to give. I mean, he, he wasn't going to be an NFL football player uh, he, if he'd had that drive. But kids at the high school level, you've got to find out what buttons you need to push on those kids to get a little more out of them than the, they want to give. And he wasn't he wasn't a hundred percent committed. Brandon Melton was another kid. Mm. Bryce Miller was a great kid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss some of them. We had a fantastic group of seniors with that bunch. And so I just kind of picked and chose Exact. You don't want to push a kid that's giving you what he wants. He, some kids are screamers and hollers. Some of them are silent kids. Lincoln was one of those kids he was kind of a silent kid. But man, he was a great football player. And like most of them were, they just gave what they had. And um, It was fun. It was really fun. Um, and I'm, uh, we had a chance to win the state championship. That Absolutely. Year. Mm, very, was, very, you know, that, but, you know, it's tough. It is. It's tough to get there. I look back on those 11 that we made it to, and, um, you appreciate them a little bit more because it's tough to get there. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I, I, I love what you said about taking each kid, right? And then getting them to their, potential you know where yeah. where the sets that's that's so great
0: well uh, and i think that fresh set of perspective you know mm-hmm. coming in and looking and being like okay this kid wasn't doing this or this kid needs to be doing this and because sometimes you know without any necessarily big fault you kind of get stagnant if you've been around these kids too long and you 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 think well this is where they played when they were little this is where they're going to play but then to come in and have a new set of eyes and be like no this this needs to be there this kid's yeah. good at this and to have that able to identify that
2: <clears throat> yeah that's a great perspective because I think you do get into that where you see a kid as a seventh grader, an eighth grader, a ninth grader, and you kind of pigeonhole him into something mm-hmm. or the type of kid that you think he is, when he might not be that kid. You might I've I've had, you know, years and years of experience, so I've seen a bunch of stories and stuff. You we, I have seen so many coaches ruin kids because they want them to be better than they are. They're a big old kid mm-hmm. as a seventh grader, eighth grader, and you're expecting them to be great. Well, they're not ready yet. You can't just force that on him and you can't yell at the poor kid because he's not what you want him to be. He is what he is and just work on that and try to get him to to what you think he might be. Absolutely. But you I've seen so many kids run like that and you're exactly right. You look at those kids and you pigeonhole them in and then you you don't step back and see what well maybe that kid could do this or, um, there's there was a bunch of them on that team though.
1: Well, we you know, we were talking about this prior to the episode and about Brendan Patrick, what again, what a great kid, great talent he was. And you know, I never heard of him through youth football, and I'm sure he was fine, I'm sure he was a good ball player, or through junior high. But boy, when he came on the scene in high school, did he really light up the world? Uh, and what a great young man he is. We've had him on the episode, but that's exactly what you're talking about. You know, you yeah. pigeonhole that kid as a middle linebacker or whatever, and you never yeah. stick him to running the ball, you may miss out on something. So, yeah. but yeah, he, good job. He
2: was a, he was a really special kid. I could tell he was going to be okay when he was a sophomore. When, when I got here, he was a sophomore and he had, right. he had to step back uh, because we had the Melton kid and we had the Miller kid and we had the Beckley kid and we had uh, Brockman. Right. Um, they were all good runners and, uh, and he kind of filtered in a little bit and, and every now and then we'd give him, but he was the one that scored against St. Pius early. Right. Um, I remember but, that because I remember that whole season we yeah, kept thinking, "Who's I this thought, kid? Who's yeah. this kid coming yeah. up?" Yeah. We looked down.
0: He's a freshman. Okay, we're going to see more. Yeah, game. the
2: older ones. And I kind of let that play out. The older ones get their chance. And uh, and when we really wanted to force it, I kind of called it. But I kind of let them line up wherever they want to. It's that's a funny story. Like Gavin Brockman and Brandon. Um, Gavin was smart enough to know what the play was, and so he would line up at the tailbone. They could move around uh-huh. or whatever they want to. And so, whenever I said, Hey, let Brendan run this one, uh-huh. or <laughs> uh-huh. because he would have ran it every time, uh-huh. which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Here. That drive, uh, I want the, ball, the ball, in ball in my hand. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. And they were, they were tough, tough cookies.
1: So, uh, head coach, I think one of the hardest things for head coaches to do is identify that talent. And you've done a super job of that what what things kind of and you may have mentioned it right there with with uh Patrick kind of seeing some stuff with him what kind of things do you look for
2: i don't know you you have to evaluate what you have you know uh, you, well, the first much. thing you do is you look at okay we got 30 kids who's the who who's the best kid at this position who's the best kid at that position um and i i guess you've got a kid that is willing to, and this is a big thing, and I'm the older I get, the more appreciative I am, those kids are sacrificing a boatload of time to be out there, and it's hot, and it's hard work, and uh, they want to play, they want to be good, but they don't know how. They do not know how. And the effort, like I, I could name three or four of them right now that I just got off the practice field with, that they have never had to really work. But they spend so much time out there. And you get, if you really sit down with that kid, and there's one kid in particular that I'm just thinking of right now, and just talk to him and say, hey, you have sacrificed and worked and made yourself into a pretty good player, but you're not tough enough. Which, you, I mean, it's absolutely, I i am all for honesty, and the kids respect that. I absolutely they understand. They do. And they, most of the time, will agree with you. Yep. They understand. And i you just sit there and go, you can play for us. If you do this, right. And it inspires them a little bit. And so I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, we've won a a lot of games and, and people have come and asked me what's the secret, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. You are a, you're a coach and you do things that you think work now some people think what they do works and sure. they lose 10 games sure but they think they're right sure I just happen to be able to connect with kids I think and get them to play um, maybe a little bit harder maybe a little bit smarter I don't know but um, I'm glad I'm glad I've got some sort of connection with those kids where they're willing to listen to me and trust me that what I'm doing is is for their good and for their benefit and um, if they listen to me they'll be pretty good players and and they'll get some time, and they'll have fun and s- success. Um,
1: Winning's always so, fun.
2: Oh, buddy, you can get a lot better. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> you can be a lot harder on kids when they win. Not mm-hmm. obviously, sure. You know, and as a parent of four myself, um, that was that was tough sometimes to be critical of kids that you love so much. And these kids are too. It's I, I've had teams where it's been so difficult to be mean. To them mm-hmm. and push them because you just like them so right, very much. Right. Um, but sometimes you manufacture anger. You call a play that you know is not going to work just to get in them a little bit and get to that intensity because you know what the intensity is going to be on Friday night. You got to get them used mm-hmm. to it. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun and and growing up a little bit. I say growing up, I'm a hundred years old now, but, uh, uh, you learn something every day and the experiences that you have and you kind of soften up a little bit. So, um, it's been good. That's awesome. That's a, trust.
1: Such a key factor, right? So Such so a key factor, raising your own kids you, very much, right? Such a key factor in, in coaching kids. Yeah. Uh, they have to trust you and you yeah. that in turn, you can trust them. That's and I really so believe
2: big. most of our kids, and I'm sure some of them are angry with, at their time or where i have put them or whatever sure. but for the most part i'm pretty sure that every one of our kids trust me that what i'm doing for them is what i think is best mm-hmm. and i'm not i'm not trying to be mean or anything like that so sure.
0: yeah well i think results speak for themselves too uh, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. i mean i yeah, think yeah, that absolutely. that kids yeah, notice okay. like okay you know obviously this guy knows what he's talking about yeah. look what he's done you know that that builds the trust as well absolutely yeah. Um, one conversation we were having, mm-hmm. and we thought we would bring it to your attention and get your input on it, is dual sport athletes. You know, yes. a lot of kids are encouraged to play multiple sports to kind of you know stay prepared, stay ready. Some people kind of shy away from it. What's kind of your take? Do you enjoy having dual sport athletes? Do you encourage kids to play multiple sports? Well, are we
2: talking about dual sports during the same season? No, or no, 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 or just no, no. Throughout no, no. the same? throughout the, like throughout the basketball, year. basketball, wrestling. Oh, guys. They need to experience and play everything they possibly can. I mean, there are very, very few kids that are good enough, talented enough, just to single up and just play one thing. Uh, I now, I'll say this. I will say this. If a kid hates it, find another Another one you like. There, exactly. There's so many sports and activities. Heck, I, I push choir and band and plays and all that stuff it's awesome to be a part of that and our kids do they do a great job um i i tell this story bubba starling bubba starling was a kid from gardner kansas uh signed with the kansas city royals best high school athlete i've ever seen six five could run four four five could jump out of the gym um he was amazing he was their their quarterback um we beat him twice but uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was a miracle um but he he didn't play play those two games yeah (laughs) no well he did one and then he was kind of hurt and came back the next one but anyway um he was an 18 foot long jumper in seventh grade or something like that it was ridiculous he played them all he played them all he was a he was a baseball kid he was a football kid who got recruited could have gone to Nebraska. Uh, he was a basketball kid that could put his head over the rim. It was unbelievable. Man, and he could have just singled up and played baseball, and that's what he ended up doing. He signed a $7.5 million contract with the Royals, made it to the big time, uh, yeah. maybe half a year, whatever it was, he couldn't yeah. hit the curveball. But anyway, just his experiences and the people that he got to know and um, just awesome to see. I push our kids to do everything they possibly can, and it's getting. I'll, I'll say this: it's getting harder and harder to, to get kids to do it because they want to rest, and I want to stay home, and I want to. It's, yeah, you know, a lot of I, things pull cool assu- at them. Yeah, and wh- I'm assuming that we're all kind of in the same boat, where there was nothing else for me to do. Right. I mean, I was, <laughs> and I like being around my guys, and I like being around the school, and and. Uh, and we have that group too, but it's getting harder and harder. Um, kids want to single up and they just want to do one thing and focus on one thing. And part of that is I didn't have to play 60 baseball games during the summer. I was just kind of enjoying whatever where now these guys, I mean, traveling. Yo, my yeah. my goodness gracious sakes. It's a lot. It's it a time right. crunch. It is. But yes, they should try to do, if they possibly can, they should be doing everything they possibly can and experiencing life. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You never, you never know, know what, things you'll do that you'll fall in love with. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely.
1: Well, whether I was, it's golf or yes. whether it's baseball or football yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well and even at a you know professional level, you look at all these athletes and you know you'll watch some people that play football on Sundays. They're like, oh, they never started playing football until they were a senior because they focused on you know basketball yeah. and then they branched out. I mean it's always yeah. you never really know until you try different things. Yeah. Uh
1: I wanted to pick your brain a little bit here because I, I really was interested Youth sports, prefer preferably, obviously, because you have an expertise in football. What is the one thing or the two things that you would want a youth football player to know growing up?
2: Wow. That's a tough one. Uh... uh- you mean as far as technique, uh, just or anything? It, you just want them to have a love
1: for the game. Do you want them? Whatever it is that you would you would want, like a like a. If I was coaching youth football and you want me to instill in these young kiddos growing up. Uh, to, to get ready to, to play high school football because, obviously, I'm not going to be able to coach as well as you do. So, what do I tell them? You know, what do I teach them?
0: What, yes, putting them through the system. When kids come to you from a youth program, what are you like, man, I wish the coach would have taught them this.
2: Or this coach did teach them this, and I appreciate it. To use their hands. Okay, great. To use their hands. Like it. It is – you see kids do the old chicken wing and mm-hmm. things like that or hit them with their shoulder pads. Man, football has changed so much because mm-hmm. it is a hands-on game. You watch the big guys, they hardly have anything up there because they just never use them because they're so strong up there. Um, and and I, I see it every day at practice, use your hands, use your hands, because that's what your leverage comes from, and you can disengage and get off blocks and stay on blocks. Uh, Anymore, uh, officials have a harder and harder time calling holding because it's inside, and they don't want to throw a flag every time. And sure. So... Maybe that okay. um, the I, I the understand. next thing is to have fun. You know, I I tell this story. It's one, Summit Eudora, we're 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 pretty successful, and uh, I drive by our youth football after practice. They have youth football and all that stuff, and bless their hearts, they're trying. <clears throat> and these little rascals are the cutest things ever. Their shoulder pads are rattling, right. uh, and I and I see. Uh, and I see a coach who's making him run for passes, and he's just zinging the ball at him a hundred miles an hour, you know. And he'd bounce it off his helmet or whatever. Right. And he would be yelling at him and running him. And I mean, how can that kid have fun doing that? It was it hurt my heart watching it. Uh, I couldn't say anything. I was kind of new, and so I didn't want to make anybody mad. But um, and then and then my kid, I had a kid who. Made it to a state championship game when he was in youth football. He just getting obliterated. Ottawa had a kid that was, I mean, he was a Missouri football player and he was about as big as the Missouri guys at the time. As a seven, just getting killed. Um, and they stuck with it. That little group, although it, they didn't have too much success, but that group of kids kind of stuck with it and hung in there. And I had to go in there and talk to them and beg them because they wanted to quit. They weren't having any fun and. Um, but they, once they got to us, they kind of changed it around and had some success and we made it to the state championship. But man alive, you got, you youth guys are so important to get them to love the game because you can certainly turn them off awful quick. Because football is a different game, it is a physical game where you hurt physically. And it's not that you want to love it, but you, you have to, You have to accept it as part of the game and like the contact. And not every kid at that age does. I've had a bunch of kids that uh, I wouldn't have thought was going to be very good at football when they were freshmen coming in because they just hated contact. By the end of the deal, they were knocking people down so, <laughs> that's, that's yeah it is so awesome you to just see that up. growth in it. yes
0: it is mm-hmm. it is when if you don't like to be hurt you just hurt other people yeah.
1: exactly <laughs> you,
2: you don't have to get hit yeah that's
1: right, that's yeah. right. better <laughs> give
2: it to the take <laughs> that's right that's right there's nothing that says you can't hit them that's right hit them first
1: so what what uh kind of are your and again I'm, I'm not asking record or anything like that but just where, where are you what are your expectations for 2023 here in butler well, that's a <clears throat> loaded question. <laughs> don't give away any This, secrets. this yeah. one,
2: yeah. Yeah. no, I'm, I, I don't care. I mean, people watch film. And sure. it, in today's day and age, yeah, there's I don't, no I'm secrets. not trying to keep anything. Yeah. Right. Um, but when you start talking about kids specifically, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. No, no. And you got to stay no. positive sure. and all that good stuff. And there are some – we, we have, have some really good players. players I'll tell you that. We, we have, uh, we've got, got some, some dudes. Now, um, it was not a great summer. Okay. Uh, in okay. the fact that like three, three years ago, when that, that group of kids, the Melton kid and all those kids, they never missed a summer day and they were just working hard and it was just do to do. Um, that's what we do. Right. If we have all our pieces and they're healthy. Um, we have a chance to be really, really good. Really good. Uh, we did take a huge blow. Uh, I can't remember what day it was. It might have been Monday with Kellen Long. Uh, Mr. Long is our athletic director and our wrestling coach. He's got a boy that's a sophomore that's a pretty darn good player, and uh, he tweaked his knee. He's had kind of a bad knee. And he tweaked it, so he might have to have surgery on that thing. And if mm-hmm. that if that's the case, we lost him for the year, mm-hmm. and that really hurts us. He's one of those dudes that we depended on to play a huge part in our season. But we've got uh, our offensive line could be outstanding. Dylan Davidson is back at quarterback. Xavier Wisdom. We don't have that carry it thirty times a game. Brendan Patrick back there, but we do have Jake Chandler can carry it. Hunter Stevens is back. He was a kid that took a year off, and is back. Um, Lane Webb is a monster. Uh, Brighton Orso is a monster. Isaac Rodriguez was our conference defensive player of the year. Just uh, pieces all over the place, all over the place. But in saying that, we have, and I mean, just full disclosure, we got a lot of drama on the team, guys. (laughs) No. I know. I know. There's a lot of different things that might, could, I hope not, happens um if they all got in there I'll, I'll say this and if they all got in there and committed a hundred percent and it, and we're still working on that uh we have a chance to be a really fine football team I, I, I've, I've,
0: I've heard, heard that. that i've heard there's some really good talent this year yeah it's just a matter yeah. of managing personalities
2: yeah. our front seven the big question mark is our back half but our front seven defensively could be oof uh, Dylan Treble's a great kid. He's mm-hmm. a junior that's a big old kid, 240, 245. Yeah. He's kind of got a tweaked groin muscle right now. Uh, Hunter Stevens has a, a tweaked uh, 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 hamstring. Uh, Kellen hurt his knee. Um, so if we have them all, if we have them all without drama and they commit to it, woof, we could be really, really good. Excited, excited for some Bears football, football this, football this year. Oh, man. Well, yeah. I'm excited yeah. anyway. should I'm, be fun. Yeah, I, I am. Should be excited. i excited.
1: I've. Uh, I'm always excited uh, this time of year. Uh, first of all, it starts getting cooler. We talked about oh, that. Oh man, that's that's yeah, a we need that plus value. plus, right? Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, it is just I so enjoy, and I, you know, I know you come from a small town, and I, but I so enjoy the the community getting together, right, at football games, coming together for one common yeah. cause. And enjoying seeing the people that I haven't maybe seen in in yep. three or four months or five or six even, and enjoy just that the way that the football uh, program and and those those families come together. It's just yeah. it's exciting.
2: There's nothing but, like mm. there's nothing like Friday night lights in a small community when the lights are on and lighting the town up and. Uh, people coming and exciting just to meet and yeah. enjoy the kids. I really push that a lot, that you are representing something here that you are going to remember your entire life. Mm, you are going absolutely. to call yourself a butler person, uh, born and raised, and you represented them in the best way you possibly could. So, And there's nothing, you are exactly right, there's nothing like Friday Night Lights. So much fun. Uh, so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, we have a fun ending segment that we do
0: with all of our guests. And so, we have some fun true or false questions. No, I'm sorry. Either or would you rather. Oh, no. true oh, or false no. segment. Oh, yes. So, some, some oh, fun easy. would you rather. Would you rather have a more talented offense or a more talented defense
2: to coach? That's a good one. That's,
0: we thought it was. That's
2: a good one. How much better? <laughs>
0: Well, and
2: in okay. like <laughs> hey, small towns, right? If ah, your defense is good, your offense is good. I know good you say you know, that's right. That's right. You say defense wins championships, um, and I do love a good defense that can shut teams down. But man, I like just the X's and O's of an offense and manipulating talent to get the ball in open space. I I think I'd choose offense. I really okay. would. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I've probably had, and I, I don't know off the top. I really don't. I probably had. 10 to 15 kids that have run the ball for over 2,000 yards in a season. Is that uh, right? that is – I mean, they are I, – I am so proud of that and watching. We had a – I have to say this. We had a kid who ran for 3,382 yards in one season. Um, he still has the state record in Kansas. I thought you were going to say he's still running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's still he, running. He's an the I guarantee you. So, I like offense. Still, yeah. we, we would average crazy points. But, anyway, yeah.
1: That's amazing.
0: Would you rather watch an NFL game or a college game?
2: No, oh. you know I've ch- kind of changed. I've kind of slid to the NFL. Okay, I I don't know why I don't I'm, but maybe it's because and nobody hate me for. The, I shouldn't even say. This. Um, I'm a, I was a huge Tom Brady fan, so okay. I was. Nothing wrong with that.
0: I was a Tampa Tom
2: fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't a, I wasn't a uh, Patriots I fan. I was. I don't yeah. know. Nothing wrong with that. Ever? He you was. Gonna, uh, nah, there's something uh, wrong with it. <laughs> well. Don't be too nice. He was.
0: <laughs> it's I great. love.
2: I love all football, and and it's awesome. But the pros are the pros for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. it's just crazy. They're Would not so you right. rather summer, summer or winter? Oh, winter a million times. That's the easiest <laughs> yes, one ever. Yes, God. God. That's exactly right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'd take zero over a hundred oh, any day. day. I, I
0: used to say that till I lived in North Dakota uh, for six, six months, yeah, and then I, I decided.
1: No, nope. when it yeah. I, you
0: say you like the cold, but when you're up there, and it's <laughs> a windchill of negative 60. sixty. Like, how much do I really <laughs> like the cold? I've
1: always said you could always put more clothes on. That you can't take enough right. off to get cool. That's right. But it's hundred.
0: Last one for Thanksgiving. Would you rather ham or turkey?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Gosh, I I love turkey, but I love ham probably more. Yeah, I'd take ham. Have you ever oh, had fried man. turkey? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. That's so the good. only way to eat it.
1: I know. I, In I, Arkansas, we fry everything. I would not eat a baked turkey anymore after I've eaten fried turkey. It's my so wife
2: good. is such a great cook. Oh, oh good man, for you. I'm telling you. I how I'm not seven thousand pounds. That's how I got long. my wa- oh.
1: My wife's a great
2: cook. Yeah. yeah, she, yeah.
1: she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Well, we so say the same. <laughs> <laughs> so. We want to thank you, Greg, for stopping by, man. Really have enjoyed this conversation with you. And we want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Tailgate TV.
3: CNS Graphics is happy to once again be serving Butler and surrounding areas. We are back and ready to serve you. We specialize in poster-worthy sport edits that can help assist you in any of
0: your graphic design needs. Find us on Facebook today. Or call or text Cody at 479-385-1120 and let us create a custom graphic that you can cherish for a lifetime.
3: And remember, your graphics deserve to be cool and stylish.
0: Welcome back to Tailgate TV where we are continuing this football preview episode and we are ready for football season.
1: Absolutely. we got another great guest here with us at Talks and Football. Who we got, Brad? We have Coach Matt Davis from Adrian. We appreciate you being wow. here so much. We, uh, and we are excited. I know coaches are excited. Football season, this is when everything, those juices start flowing, right? Yep. Um, I'm best time of the year. Fall is my favorite time of the year, not because necessarily football season, but that is another it plays uh, a part, of part of it, it, it right? It I mean, it's so much fun, but, uh, Coach Davis, you all had a great season last year, 12-3, state championship ball game. Wow. And I was so impressed in watching your team. Obviously, you played for the district title here in Butler. Wow. Uh, Just a powerful, powerful team. Ran the ball so well, threw the ball, did so many things. Your defense was tremendous. Uh, Talk a little bit about that team. Well,
3: first off, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's, it's exciting time of year. This is, uh, what gets you fired up. And, uh, if you don't get, uh, get the jitters whenever football practice starts, you probably don't need to be doing it anymore. So it's, uh, it's the best, best time. So, uh, I, I appreciate the kind words about the team. Yeah, we, uh, we had a group that just completely bought into everything we asked them to do. Um, the senior leadership, we had some young guys who came in and made some plays. Um, just, just completely bought in and, and refused to lose. Basically, um, you know, we we had a little run there where every single game we'd get down against really good opponents and didn't phase us one bit. So, uh, yeah, they just they they fought. They 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 did the little things right and um, banded together. And there was no I in any one of those kids' mentality. And um, that that's ultimately what led to led to our success last year. So,
1: well, going back to that. Defensive stand that you all, you all only gave up 20 points, I think, two times last year. That's a winning formula.
3: Yeah. And, and so, um, last year we coached Thomas, who, uh, he's, he's a retired teacher. He's coached all around the Wemo conference. He's been around a long time. Um, and one of my mentors when I was a younger coach, and, uh, I was able to get him, talk him into coming up and being on staff and it just attitude and, and the way he relates to students and our, our athletes uh you know he's he's got some design play design things and we, we, we run some complex things we ask him to do some things and switch things up um it's not just line up and go play we we try to try to have a game plan to take away what what their best play is um sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you know but uh we, we always try to have that game plan and it, it all comes down to the way those kids fought. You know, um, you brought up the only giving up twenty points a couple times. Again, that that goes back to that mindset of that group of they were just they were just bought in. They they refused to let somebody think they were better than them, and and that's what it takes, you know, to be a be a good athlete and have a good team. So
0: well, and you say it worked sometimes, it didn't others, but. The last year it worked more often than it didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean it, it yeah. seemed to go pretty well.
3: Yeah. Um again it was it was a great season. Um a lot of great memories came from it and um a lot of highs. And so uh things we'll remember forever. But hey, it's time to move on and,
1: and get rolling on the next one. So. It, it is. But I and I tell you, and some of the things you're gonna to wanna to duplicate every year, I would think. Offensively, thirty five points a game, that's impressive, especially when you're only giving up Over 20 twice, you're going to win a lot of ball games. It's a big point differential.
3: It is. And, and, you know, we, 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 the physicality of our team last Mm -hmm. year, um, that, that's for people who've been around the Wemo and, and been around Adrian, that's, that's kind of the hat or the, what we hang our hat on is, is we want to be physical. We want to, we want to run the football. Um, we want to, we want to control the line of scrimmage and, and, hit hard and, and pressure everything that we do. Um, try to make teams earn, every yard that they get and it starts with starts with that line of scrimmage and and that was one big thing last year was I thought our offensive and defensive lines controlled a lot of those games. And if you can win the battle up front, good things are going to happen for you. So,
1: but it all starts there, doesn't it? It all yeah. surely does. Yeah. You know, we were mentioned the wemo conference and what a what a great conference that was. Yeah. I mean uh Every year, deep in the playoffs, you had a WeMo team. Whether it be Rich Hill, yeah. Adrian—I mean, there's so many teams and and so many successful uh, programs came out of that WeMo conference. Now, moving to a different conference, yeah. and I know you know we were kind of talking about that before the uh, the the broadcast. Here is that you know the WeMo was such a a foundation. Of this area now moving to another one. I know that's been a little bit of a change. Obviously, you know, Lincoln and some other schools that obviously Adrian played almost every year, not, you know, maybe not every year, but you know, very, very familiar familiar, still. Yeah. Opponent moving into that. How's that been in in that adjustment? Well, Well, and and like 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 you said, that's
3: a little bit heartbreaking. You know, you hate to see a lot of those old rivalries go away. Um, you know, we, we still get to play Midway every year. Um, and that's a big Adrian Midway is always a battle every year. It doesn't matter how good either team is or how right. bad either team is. It's, it's always going to be a game. Um, you know, I, I, I understand why other teams have gone the direction they've gone. And I, I think that's what's best for them and their, in their programs. And I, I wish nothing but success for them. I, I would say the, the new conference has been really, really good for us. Uh, you know Lincoln, shoot, they were in the state finals, but three, four, five years ago, whatever right. it was, right. they they've had outstanding programs. Windsor just won a state championship right. a couple years ago. Uh, Cole Camp's tough. Tipton's traditionally been outstanding, right. and you know you keep Midway in there, who's shoot won more state championships than most of us around here in right. football. They uh, there's still a lot of really quality teams that we get to play. Um, I, I think that was big for us last year. Was we were in some battles throughout the season. And and we learned a lot about our teams and showed us a lot of our weaknesses throughout the course of the year and, and playing those quality opponents is, is big. It's, it's great for us because we're, we're able to test ourselves and see, okay, we're, we're getting better at this. Now we need to focus on this and figure out how to get better at those things. It's uh it's, it's been really, really good for us. Well, going
1: through those tests are always important, right? And, and as a coach, uh, teachable moments come out of playing good com- opponents and mm-hmm. and and like you say finding those weaknesses because then you can teach the kids and they buy in as you said so important uh because you can be the best coach in the world but if your kids aren't absolutely really getting it you're, you're you're gonna struggle with that but well,
3: and one thing we've always said is a loss isn't always a bad thing if you learn from it
0: absolutely right. and that's you know you talked a little bit about you know the winning last uh, year motivated that we're going to keep doing this yeah and it does but losing also motivates absolutely. that i mean you know we've we've talked to some individuals you know here that have been oh, i hate losing i lost one time and didn't want to do it again yeah. like it it and and if you learn from those losses absolutely that that can be a good motivation as well
3: absolutely and and we lost a couple games during the season and each one of those games that we lost we figured out a lot about our team of mm-hmm. here's where we're good here's where things that we need to get better at and ultimately that that helps propel us so and i got to
1: watch one of those games on prepcast I believe it was the lincoln game and boy that was a back and forth battle all the way down through it and uh what i enjoyed watching about the blackhawks in that ball game was never never gave up yeah. i mean down to the last buzzer went off you guys were battling back and forth and and Absolutely. what a tremendous ball game, and an entertaining ball game to watch that was it, very entertaining it was
3: obviously disheartening at the end Sure. Um, you know we 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 felt like we made some plays late to 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 win that game and then had a couple blunders that we messed up there at the final moments but you know it's one of those games that we figured out okay this is this is something we we knew a weakness at that point sure. we knew and that that's that happens every year and then it's it's a good thing so. It is. It is. Absolutely.
1: So your roster, you know, last year you, you spoke about that your seniors really did a great job and and leading your team. Absolutely. That turnover, which, uh, you know, college coaches have to go through that. And I, I don't know how they do it. Absolutely. I mean, mercy. But high school coaches, um, you know, that's one of the things that's maybe one of the more difficult aspects of being a high school coach is you kind of get freshmen in and maybe they don't have their yep. man muscles yet yep. so to speak yep. right yep. so you you may lose a few kids that yep. freshman year so you're really dealing with three years right yep. sophomore junior Absolutely. seniors so that turnover every year is uh, so important to producing that long-term winning that you want to in a program how's that going for you this well, year and and that's that's probably the most
3: fun part of the job for me is every season is a completely different story. That's right. Um, if, if you try to replicate and do everything just like you've done the previous 10 years, then you're, you're going to get left behind. Um, every group has strengths. Every group has weaknesses and you, you got to figure those things out. Um, you're going to try 20 different things and 10 of them may not work and the, hang your hat on the 10 that do. And um, hopefully by the time districts roll around, you've, you've got it all figured out about your group. Uh, yeah, like you said, we we lost a great group of seniors. Um, there was 11 of them that that did a lot for our program. and like we talked about, we're great leaders. Uh, it, it's been great this summer and so far to see how um, how the next group's gonna step up, what what kids are gonna fill in. Uh, we bring several starters back, offensive and defensive. Um, so we're, we've, we've got some pieces coming back. Um, but those battles for those other spots that, that's fun to watch it is uh, watch kids get fired up and, and battle back and forth and it, it's it's fun to see teammates be friends off the field and then as soon as they step on that field they, they know they're fighting for a spot mm-hmm. they know that it, that well, they have to do their part to show that this is my spot and I'm gonna earn this spot so yeah. that's that's a lot of fun is to see how that story unfolds
0: one well, talk kind of about
3: transitioning you know
0: great. In the past, great last year, transitioning to this year where you have some changes and, and a different look team,
4: mm-hmm.
0: what's kind of some of your expectations this year? What do you see moving forward this year from your ball team? I
3: I, I think we're, we're going to have pretty good team speed, I think. Um, we've we're well. We've got some key pieces there. Uh, some of those kids who were sophomores last year that played a lot of minutes at a lot of valuable spots, um, seeing them step up and, and take the next step into – not just being contributors to now taking that, that burden and being leaders with that. Ultimately, what it, what we talk about with our team every year and what we talk about with our seniors is, um, a group's always going to be remembered by the senior group. Mm,
1: um, that's right. You know,
3: when, when I think of the 20, 2012 Blackhawks, I think of the seniors from that season and, and that's how I remember that group. Um, and so what that group, what, whatever that team's going to accomplish is on the backs of those seniors. And so really it's what leadership are they going to have? What's the what's the team mentality that they're going to encourage, you know, us coaches we have our expectations of. Mm. You're going to line up the right way, you're you're going to do all these drills a certain way and we're not going to, you know, um every sure. coach has their demands of how things are supposed to be done, but that identity of of each group comes from the senior class. And and you got to let them have a little ownership of it mm. to, okay boys, this this is your group what are you guys going to be what what are you going to become and that it's up to them to figure that out that's so important yeah. right I,
1: I remember mike Shashevsky in, in basketball uh before duke won their first national championship he said i've done all i can do now it's your game mm-hmm. you know and and uh that that's so important right to take Absolutely. that ownership Absolutely. Uh, and run with it and yeah that's that's exciting so coach davis tell us a little bit about yourself where did where you we, uh, uh wh- well, where did your where did your football life okay. begin? Um, so I I uh, I went to Cass Midway
3: High School. Um, okay. so I know a lot about the Midway Adrian rivalry. Right, I've been on both sides of it now. Right, um, know how the the hatred works both ways. And so it's it's, it's <laughs> healthy lot, hatred, healthy hatred, and yeah. a lot of respect. Yeah, definitely both ways. Um, so I, I graduated from Cass Midway in two thousand four. Okay, um, went and went and played football down at Pittsburgh State. Okay. Um, down in Kansas. Um, met a lot of great friends, learned a lot down there. And then, um, from there, I, have been a math teacher for a while and, uh, coached at Rich Hill for two years okay, and then moved to, moved up to Adrian and been there for the last 13. So been that's around a little bit and starting to hopefully figure out my niche and figure out what's going on. I think you've done that. That's, that's, uh, (laughs) you've you've
0: done well. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Now we always do a fun ending segment with all of our guests. So we have a true-false. we got four true-false questions here for you. Okay. We're going to see if you know these. All right. The Between 2005 and 2009, Rich Hill – I'm sorry. I told you I was going to do that. <laughs> Adrian had 30-plus consecutive conference wins. True. That is true. That
3: they is had, true. I remember they, the groups. Yeah, yes. yeah I remember the that, groups. That's wow. impressive. Yep, that
0: that I, impressive. That is impressive. That's a bunch. Uh, true or false, the last time Adrian had a losing record was 10 years ago. Uh, false. Yes. If my information is correct, it was more than 10 years ago. It was. Yeah, it was yeah.
1: 2011,
0: which is the last one I could find. Yep. Which is still with
1: me. I mean, yep. that's, think about that. Yeah. That's, it's
0: been over a decade since yes. they've had a losing season. Yeah, that's impressive. That's awesome. uh, true or false, in 2008, the 2008-2009 season, Skylar Kerrigan averaged a record Sixty-eight point eight yards per reception. Hmm.
3: I know it was a lot. Nah. Uh, I'm gonna say false on that one. That's true. That is true. Wow. Sixty-eight point eight yards, yards per incredible. reception. That's incredible. That's- Skyler was he was outstanding. Phenomenal. He really was. He was Last one.
0: True hmm? sure or false? You can catch the mayor of Adrian bringing you uh, the games on PrepCast. True. That's
5: true. Matt if you, you are not able, crew.
0: yeah, Matt, who's a good friend of the show, yep. Yep. if you're not able to uh, make it to many of the Adrian games, you can catch them on Prepcast.
1: Absolutely, and they're, 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 they do a great job. Matt, this uh, whole crew does. Yeah, they yep. do a super job. Yes, it's, they do. It, when we get done, because we do Prepcast here in Butler, and when we get done, that's when I head to the house, man. Yep. I'm, I'm firing it up yep. so I can watch them because they do a great job up there. I really enjoy it. Enjoy watching the Blackhawks. So we appreciate Coach Davis being with us Absolutely. on this segment. Of Tailgate TV. As
3: people, we are in need first and foremost of a Savior. Though not nearly as much as a Savior, we are in need of community. Community to lift us up, to rejoice alongside, to weep with, and to be ministered to in whatever walk of life we are in. At Emmanuel Baptist Church, we are not the perfect church for the perfect person, but we are the church
2: of the perfect Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Verse by verse, book by book preaching contemporary worship, and multiple generations under one
3: roof. We hope you'll join us sometime at Emmanuel Baptist Church, 10 o'clock Sunday mornings, 801 West Dakota Street, Butler, Missouri.
0: Welcome back to Tailgate TV, where we are, we're just excited. Uh, I'm starting to think of a better word, but I think that's the
1: best one to use. We have some really great guests, and one of them is here with us right now. Who do we got, Brad? This is Coach Steve Halverson from Rearshill Tigers. This is, uh, um, a really privilege for us to have you on. Um, really excited about this and excited about Rich Hill football. I know one and nine last year, so maybe not the year you maybe wanted to have, maybe expected to have, but didn't want to have. But I know that you're, uh, doing some great things down there and they're, they're going to really benefit this year from you being there. Coach Halverson, um, was on the 1993. Missouri Southern State University, Lions, football team. What a great team that was. Undefeated regular season. And a big win over your rivals, the Pitt State Gorillas, 20-3. to Talk a little bit about that
5: season. Oh, man. So, uh, the way 93 worked out, there were some big
1: names. Rod Smith is the biggest name. Denver Bronco, two-time. Super Bowl champion, Rod Smith, Back right. when the Broncos actually won championships. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. For
5: 14 years, he's with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. But what other people don't know is they were actually, off of that team alone, there were five guys that played professional football.
1: That's amazing.
5: And it wasn't even really the guys. I mean, we had – to talk about the guys, we had Rod Smith, James Thrash who went on to Washington Redskins, well, Redskins at the time. Right, right. And uh, went off to Philly and then back to Washington. Um, Richard Jordan, who one of my dear friends, who went off to Detroit Lions. And then we had a World League guy who went off to Germany. And then um, another one, I kind of forget where he ended up, but we had five guys. But that team, so I played defensive tackle for him then. I came in, there was about three or four of us that got. Uh, we came in in '92, which was supposed to be Rod's last year. Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. But I came in and got a red shirt along with these other guys. And so, uh, come '93 was my red shirt freshman year. Okay. That, scratch big guys, the big names for a minute. Right. That defense, we were undersized. Um, we had everything – we shouldn't have had the defense we had, but what we had was attitude and grit, and we had speed. Like, it was – I've never been on a team with a defense faster than that team. Hmm. In our front three in particular, we had – myself, I played uh, right defensive tackle. Okay. Redshirt freshman. I had another guy right next to me, uh, redshirt freshman. And then the guy next to him was Richard Jordan, future NFL guy. And then we had a junior, senior on the other side. So we were outskilled, well, not necessarily outskilled or undersized, everything else. And something about that 93 team, in addition to all the talent that we had, we just came together as a team and we just dominated. And yeah, we, we stuck it to Pitt State um, <laughs> for sure. And if I remember, that
0: was their first loss. In it was, play, wasn't it? Weren't they like 36-0 and 0 yeah, in man. conference
5: until y'all gave them that loss? And in 91, if I remember right, they won it all. Okay. 92, um, they went to the playoffs. And then there was this big – back then there was this big drama between Pitt and Southern that started in 91. There were some skirmishes and this and that that kind of built this thing up. So, fast forward to that game in 93 – there was, and I'm not for sure on this number, uh, but if I remember right, watching the, the sports thing afterwards, there was 9,000 people that came to that game. Wow. There was – people were standing. Wow. You know, every seat was taken. Right. Uh, they had to make a tunnel just for us to take the field. And uh, we ended up winning that game 20-3. Uh the the best part was, and that jump part, started
0: like an eight or nine game win streak, didn't it? Wasn't that the beginning of a, a streak that season?
5: Uh, for for our, our team, yeah, we beat everybody in the conference. Okay, but, um, we ended up in the playoffs losing to Mankato State. Okay, but, um, which we shouldn't have lost that game either, but you know that happens. Sure, that Pitt State game in particular. Uh, it, it to me the best part was um, Pitt State really it. it they didn't expect it, you know. They didn't expect what what kind of talent. They didn't expect our speed and everything else. And we really had them. Um, it, it was done. The game was over halfway through the fourth quarter. Like it was just we wrapped it up, twenty to three, and and it was exciting. And it's it just the the teamwork that we had going on there. Um, in addition to the talent, of course, and Rod Smith. So Rod, uh, his last year was supposed to be in '92 and we actually played at Pitt State, and there was a, a shot uh, to his knee, and he ended up getting a medical hardship, so mm. I was fortunate that I was able to play with him in 93. And Rod's a great guy. He even, um, he was a team player, absolute team player. Um, he would constantly be going around. I even remember in 93, we are getting some water, and uh, he came over and he said, Howerson, whatever you're doing, Keep doing it, and uh, you know here's a NFL guy. Like yeah. we had NFL scouts at every practice. Yeah, I'm like, why is he telling me this? And I was, you know, huh, what? And he's like, the coaches won't shut up about you. Whatever you're doing, just keep on doing it. And so, obviously, that practice I probably lit it up even more. <laughs> right, <laughs> got right, this guy right. Told me that, yeah, you know, absolutely. But yeah, '93 team was outstanding, and then I went on to be, uh, you know, four year starter. That was my first year, and then um, had. Fantastic seasons, fantastic coach, uh, fantastic athletes. It really played with some of the best and um, some of the best in the NFL. Honestly, well, you got yeah. Rod Smith, Richard Jordan played for years for Detroit. Great, great dude. Um, so it, it was a lot of fun. fun. And even the guys yeah. that we played against. Now I don't want to talk all bad about Pitt because some of some of my friends that I played against. Sure. Bob Goltra was a great guy. He was an offensive lineman for Pitt. Uh, he got drafted the Atlanta Falcons. He was a huge guy. He's like 3'15", or something. Isn't that amazing? And amazing? Uh, and then he ends up being like a, uh, I believe he became like an elementary school teacher. Is that right? Imagine how right. scared those kids would be. About. Right. 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 <laughs> but a great, great guy. And there's you know, there's plenty of athletes that come out of the MIAA. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's such a competitive conference. And uh, Missouri Southern today, Coach Bradley there has done a remarkable job. They they've gone through such a dry spell for so many years, mm-hmm. ever since I left there. And uh, but everything is turning around. But think about how competitive that you, you got Missouri West or Northwest Pitt. These schools they have got yeah. talent. Emporia, Emporia, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, uh, we went out to Fort Hayes. Fort Hayes. right? Fort Hays, great. Correct, great. correct, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, it's uh, we. My daughter went to Emporia, and uh, you know we went to several football games over there, and I was really impressed. And I tell you, it, a lot of people go, you know, Division One schools to watch football games, and they're great. Don't get me wrong, but there is something about it. it's. It's like going to see the Royals, super. But boy, if you get to go to see a minor league baseball game, mm-hmm. they're fun. Mm-hmm. They are enjoyable. It, it's so much fun. We go down to the Griffins down in Nevada. There's a yeah. their little, um, like a summer baseball for college kids. That's a lot of fun down sure, there. They absolutely. just you do a great job. But uh, the like going to Emporia, going to Warrensburg and different schools like that, um, that's good football. You will enjoy it. And they do a great job of really maximizing what they have to your benefit as, as a uh, person spectator. So yeah, don't, don't sleep on those schools. They're a lot of fun and, and you will, you will get, it is amazing how quickly you can get attached okay. to those kind of schools. And if you're not necessarily alumni or anything like that, you, you, you know, you build a relationship with those kids watching them and they're a lot of fun. So yeah, that's, I, I think that's great.
5: That was a, it, it was an awesome experience. Uh, wouldn't trade it for anything. And and it's it is funny. A lot of the guys that uh, I played with back then, um, we have a really maybe because we had such winning seasons. Uh, we have a tight knit group. That's when right. we have homecoming back there. Right. It's, it's a it's a family
1: reunion, um, and it's it's a lot of fun. I know Rod Smith comes back to a mm-hmm. golf tournament every yep. year that, that he has down there, which I think is great. Obviously, it. Uh, um, benefits the school, obviously, because a lot of that that funds goes back to the sports program, which is awesome.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I know you you mentioned about going to a, uh, or, um, uh, and I think this was affiliated with this ninety three team, the young man or the the gentleman that had the uh, coaches camp down in Oklahoma that you oh, yeah. would attend. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
5: So we uh, so Richard Jordan uh, uh, played for Detroit Lions. Uh, I think it was like six or seven years, maybe even more than that. He was there for quite a while. Huge linebacker, even in the NFL. He played at like 260 pounds. Wow, that's big. Yeah. And he had all these records at Missouri Southern. Uh, his son uh, actually just finished up last season. Okay. His son played there at, at linebacker. Awesome. He had, um He still might make it to the NFL. I'm not sure, uh, but he's like real close. He was real close. To Good for him. The NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Little stud linebacker as well. <laughs> Uh, Jojo is his name is what he goes by. Richard Jordan Jr. So he goes by Jojo. I like it. Um, but yeah, so uh, Richard is from Bryan, Oklahoma, and for about six years or so, he would grab his NFL guys and his college guys, and we put on a a free week long uh, football uh, clinic, and which is a big deal. I mean, that's there's a lot Huge. involved. There was oh, yeah. there's at least eight. High schools there, and then trying to coordinate all that that sort of stuff. Luckily, it wasn't all on Richard. He had had a team (laughs) taking care of that. Good thing. And uh, we just came in and uh, we went by our position. Sure. I went over there with the D line. Sure. uh, If I see something, you know, I'd I'd pull a guy off to the side and help him out with some techniques and stuff like that. And then um, it was a lot of fun because they, at some point, they would break and you know, there's autographs and the right. stuff. That's what the kids want. Sure. And uh, and, and they're loving it. Plus, none of the high schoolers, they didn't have to pay for anything. They'd bring their own food and, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, actually, I think even one of the nights uh, there was a free cookout. Oh, Richard, awesome. Richard picked up the tab and all that wow. stuff. And and it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and Richard's just a fantastic, fantastic guy. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's a that's a great thing for those high school young men. Oh, I mean, okay. they that is, uh, wow, what a – uh, that would Fantastic be that would, Oh man, that would have been a highlight to be able to go to a camp like that oh, when yeah. I was in school. But so, so
0: fast forward, you know, talk about your your college years and experience, and then now here you are, end up at Rich Hill, coaching football. football there. How do you get here? Kind of, what's your
5: journey? What what brought sure? you here? Uh, I'll tell you a funny story on how. So last year was my first year coaching. I, we've, my wife and family, we've lived in Rich Hill now for going over six years. Okay. And so I would drive by um, and watch them practice and stuff like that. And then I went to a lot of the games, um, probably most of the games. And I was like, ah, you know, I just there was something. I was like, uh, kind I'm of like, got it. It's... You know, and maybe, well, maybe I'd watch the D lineman in particular. Sure. Or the sure. offensive lineman. Sure. And I'm like, they're not firing off. You know, I'm telling All my right, wife this right. and that, whatever. And uh, so I went to the coach at that time, and I said, "Hey, I think I can help. Uh, just, just want to help. I can, you know, put me with the big guys, D line, O line, whatever." Because um, it I starts just, there. Yeah, right. It right. does. I mean, yeah. it starts with yeah, right. Exactly. Um, well, there were some coaches coaching changes, and they were looking for a head coach. And I had a, a school board member call me up. And he said, hey, you know, it got real late, real late in the season. Like, school was about ready right to start. Oh. The season about to start. Yeah. That's, school was about to start. That's late. Looking for a coach. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, um, he called me up and he said, you know, we're, we're looking for a coach. And I said, you know, well, how's that going? And he said, not good. And then I knew why he was calling me. And <laughs> he's like, it'd be great, if, you know, if we could bring you in and stuff like that. And. I was like, man, I don't even have a playbook, Right. Uh, this and that. Taking on the whole thing right. was a little... And quick. that quickly, too. Yeah. Not have not yeah. having a playbook and not really having time to develop one, either. Yeah. I mean, there, we did talk, like, as the last day of school coming out, um, but all summer with eight, you know, 11 uh, is seven on seven over the summer. Right, play, right. And eight man is five on five is what they do. And right. So we're kind of, you know, I'm scrambling around. I don't have a playbook. Um, I'm reaching out to other coaches and stuff. So, anyway, I took the job, and then I'm reaching out to other coaches. Yeah, I'm looking at offenses and stuff that uh, I like. And we are going to a few five-on-fives. We did go up to Fort Hayes, actually, for a football coach up there. That turned out really well. Um, And so we were scrambling around doing these things. I talked to – other coaches, but like, who am I going to bring in? Right. Like, new coaching staff and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, and then just went from there. Um, started the season with what uh, maybe all coaches do this on first year. What I had in mind and what I wanted to instill. Sure. On, I'm thinking more playbook type things now.
2: And what I want to have going on.
5: Not looking at the personnel that I've been mm-hmm. because I don't know all the personnel. Sure, I know a few of them. Sure, and I know the the guys that watching the games. I'm like that guy's a stud, or you know, right. But um, so there was a lot to learn. And you know, you mentioned maybe the record was not the record we wanted. Uh, but from game one to the last game that we had of last season, uh, we had to really change and morph, adjust, adjust a lot. And by the time we got to our last game, you know, at some point, game seven or eight, we're like, we got to start thinking about next year mm-hmm. and start playing the game that – the plays that fit this personnel. Mm-hmm. And really the last game of the season was against Greenfield. We put up 50 points, uh, still end up losing the game, but I was so proud of those guys because we, we play our game. Yeah. that It fits these guys. And so uh, right after that – that that game, uh, Coach Young uh, and myself were like, we have to not necessarily change everything, but we have to go with what works with the personnel. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because I feel like in any sport,
0: any time, what separates a good coach maybe from a really good coach is there's a lot of good coaches that have a certain offense or defense that they want to run, and they could they run that no matter their personnel, and maybe they're good at that. But the really good coaches can adjust what they run based off of their personnel, and I think that's what sets apart your tiers of coaches is being able to make those adjustments and saying, "Okay, we're not going to do this this year because we can't. We're going to do something different," rather than, "No, oh, no, this is how we're going to do it, and you're just going to have to learn how to do
5: it." Right. Right. Well, and that—that that is growing pains is what oh. I had to learn as a oh. coach. Uh, in the plays and the offense I wanted to run, they were fantastic. fantastic. We didn't have the personnel for it. Right.
1: Right. And so it just, didn't well, happen. I think sometimes, and I, and I, I don't, this is not a negative, box, but sometimes, uh, pride, right? Ego can get in the way of some coaching, right? Because you go, ah, I know this works. Well, yeah, it worked for the other team that you coached, or, you know, you saw it wherever, yeah. but that doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody, right? And again, it, it, like you say, having that adjustment and, and, uh, morphing those things into, uh, the, the, talent you have is so important as a coach. Absolutely. Uh, now, a part of that, and of course, it's probably the worst thing, and every coach hates them, but injuries. You had some injuries last year that may have, I don't want to say derailed, but but certainly maybe slowed you the know. progress of your team last year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh,
5: for sure. Uh, the...
1: The one injury in
5: particular that uh, frustrated me probably the most was the Garen Stoop. Mm-hmm. Um, he had concussion and mm. I, man, I don't, I don't mess around with those concussions. They're, they're too scary. Mm. They can't be really diagnosed. There's a certain protocol. Sure. We all do the protocol. Um, sometimes I quit, I'm like, man, it... we need we need longer rest times. But it's one of those things is you can't see it or anything else, right? Uh, but yeah. started off the season really well with at at quarterback. And I felt like he was building up. Um and then ended up getting hurt. We did have some other key injuries. We had one one uh one of our linemen that was a key lineman, he ended up with collarbone. Mm-hmm. Uh, had an awesome younger running back that I'm hoping to get back uh game three. Uh he also had like the shoulder thing. This was a practice. Um and it's it's nothing different for other football teams, you're sure. going to have a small percentage of injuries. Sure. Uh, it just is so emphasized in eight-man, and there's not as many players. Um, not as deep as not maybe deep. some other teams. Yeah, right. exactly. And we didn't have as many uh, seniors. In fact, I think um, we only had one senior uh, start to th- Finished the season, oh. but we didn't have that many seniors to begin with. I think this season we have uh, six, maybe seven seniors. Um, so, uh, this season in particular, I, I would say, um, in addition to our seniors, I really think talent wise, because we ended up playing a lot of the younger guys right. because of injuries last season, I think talent wise, I I think we are in better shape than we were last season.
1: Quite honestly, good, good, and that—that that was kind of where I was going with that. Is so obviously you lose your seniors, right? And and it's it's as a coach, you're so proud, right? You're so proud of your seniors because for the most part, those are the kids that lead. Yep. Uh, they they've had. Four years of football or uh, up to their senior year. Three years of football then their senior year. And it's really those kids that kind of guide your freshman into understanding this is what we do on the varsity level. This is how we conduct ourselves. This is the way we – this is the attitudes we have in practice, right? Because practice attitude sometimes can be so much more important than anything. Um, So you lose those guys. And, again, bittersweet because you're so proud that they're moving on. But, boy, you're like, boy, if you all could stay another
2: couple of years, it'd right, be great, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. It's
1: just yeah. one of those things. And I, I think every every parent goes through that same thing, when, right, when your kids are graduating high school. But your your roster coming into this year with not only having to play those younger guys but some of maybe some eighth graders that are coming in, what's your roster looking like for you this year as far as, building into this year?
5: Well, I think what happened, and this is fantastic for this season, it was more of our younger guys that completely bought in to mm-hmm. what I'm selling which and my other coaches are selling, which what we want is the guys to show up, hey, these guys can control their attitude and their effort, and we want the best of both, right? Sure. We can handle the rest of it, the coaching, the final
2: Finer things.
5: I tell these guys all the time, I don't care if you make a mistake, but if you give me half effort, I'm going to lose my business. Right, like get frustrated with that. The younger guys, they completely bought into it. So now we're getting the younger guys coming up, and even I'm saying younger guys last year, even our juniors who are now seniors coming in, bought in. Love it. Love it. So I, I don't think. Well, I hope it's not going to be a problem with attitude and effort this season. And what we do have this season uh, that I'm excited for is we've got speed. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of speed. And I've noticed,
0: especially in eight-man football, it's a, it's a quicker game. It than is. Than 11-man. It so is. that speed is very helpful.
5: Yeah, it's, it's all, all about, well, on offense in particular, you <clears throat> got, you got to run <throat> up the middle. Mm-hmm. But if you get to the outside, uh, and if you get to the outside with some sweeps, Uh, or some, obviously, passing it out there to the flats. If you can get out there with speed, uh, you've got something. Yeah. And then you just got to keep them honest by still running your your 13, 14 dives up up, right at the gut. And we do have some size as well. Um, And some of the guys, uh, so one of our seniors in particular, Andrew Webner, so there's two of them uh, coming from Hume. So we've got three studs coming from Hume that are going to be seniors. Um, Sean Palms, Andrew Webner, and Et- his brother uh, Etienne Webner. Um, Etienne, I have trouble calling him Etienne because we all call him Zeus. Okay, um, I, so like, so it. Yeah. All, I yeah. like it. Yeah, I like He's he's taller than me. Wow. Um, wow. And he's he's the nicest kid in the world. He doesn't say much, but it, uh, he had never played football last year, and by yeah. the end of the season, uh, he was doing fantastic. So I'm excited to have him him going, but. <clears throat> Again, we've got a heck of a lot of speed. we got we're, – we're deep on the wide receivers. we got this really nice little competition happening right now at quarterback. Um, so, we're getting there. I've got uh, really two younger guys at quarterback that are competing. I've got a junior and a sophomore that's competing. That I'm really excited about this sophomore, too. Like, he's really – he's got the – the attitude and the effort and the want to, man. He's just – he really wants to get in there. So, um, we are going to throw it's, the ball. It's and, a nice uh, problem. To uh, have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with competition. No, man, no. You know, no. Pushes both of them right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, it's it's been, been a lot of fun, fun for me being on the line and really adjusting my own mentality because uh, I'm taking on the quarterbacks, receivers, and DBs, And um, – I've got the other coaches taking on it's today, guys. It is adjustment, um, but it's been uh, so far. We we did a whole bunch over the summer, five on five and stuff, and um, and today is actually this evening is our first official practice. Awesome, and it's it is an adjustment, but uh, I'm getting a really good response, and so things are happening real quick with some of these guys that are. Really coachable. I like it. Which is awesome. Oh,
1: well, so, so important. Now, I want to circle back just for a second, uh, and I really thought about two questions. One is you mentioned that, including yourself, there's three coaches that you all played together down in Missouri Southern, which I think is amazing to me. It is. It is
5: amazing to me, too. And uh, this is where I would say I'm blessed because – I've got these two guys now. I have the it when I call. I always say I'm importing them. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they don't live in Hill. Right. They're not anywhere close to Hill. I've got uh, one so guy. Got, uh, so he's my coach, Young. Um, he's from Oklahoma. He played eight man. Okay. In Oklahoma, awesome. So way, way familiar with the game. Right. He was an All State All Star. Uh, his All Star game was over in uh, Germany or something like that. Wow. And like just an outstanding offensive lineman. Great, great guy. Great coach. So he was an awesome coach. Uh, so he's driving an hour. He's on the south side of Kansas City. He's driving an hour to get down here to practice some games, and um, and then he talked. So he talked to another one of our guys, Coach Calvin, uh, who's a defensive lineman next to me. Um,
2: talked to him and said coming down as well.
5: So we got
0: three guys that play football together,
5: all. Uh, they both of them are one year younger than me, but we all played together down there. We battle each other and practice and all this stuff. And now we're in little old Rich Hill and and you know, I, I really think it's uh, it's awesome. I don't I hope Rich Hill knows what they have. Um, just
2: if you know, nothing else
5: for not just the coaching, just just three if I'm including myself, three fantastic guys yeah. to be around these these kids mm-hmm. who Deserve that
2: the same opportunity
1: Everybody yeah, else does for that, sure. Well, I think it's awesome, and, and I appreciate uh, the fact that those men are willing to give it their time and their effort, and you know, come down there and help out. Yeah. Because uh, you know that that's that's they will be blessed by it. Yep. And the kids will benefit so much, and and so more than you know, the money, whatever else, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's tremendous. The other thing I was going to say when you were talking about, uh, <laughs> stepping in, in your role, uh, not that this is a bad thing. Cause I think, I think, uh, good, healthy competitions. You talk about that at the quarterback level, but in teams is always important. But boy, did you step into a little bit of a hornet's nest coming into this area down here with eight-man football, I mean, you've got Archie, you've got Drexel, you, you know, yourself, you've got uh, Appleton City. The, they've all put some pretty good talent on the field every game.
5: Every game. Every game. Phenomenal. Uh, and the thing is, is, personally, I'd really like not to like these teams because we've kind of got our tails kicked by them a little bit. Right. But I've talked to these coaches. They're fantastic coaches. They're great guys. All they want they, – they want the same thing I do. They want these athletes to excel. They want them to learn. Um, so, there's not a single team out there I dislike, even though I want to. Sure. Uh, but all these guys, even even Drexel, Coach uh, Dean there and Drexel,
1: fantastic
5: guy. He had coffee, if you remember him.
1: And he injured, yeah. year he got injured. but. I
5: think, he was just lighting it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I've learned a lot talking to these guys too. There's all these coaches' meetings and five-on-fives, and we we went to Drexel a couple times this summer, and um and really talking to these guys. And there's such a cool network with with all these teams. Um, the Archie coaches reached out to me about possibly getting one of his players a look at at Missouri Southern. I'm like, no problem. I know Coach Bradley. And That's I got awesome. Follow up Coach Riley and say, hey, this guy's coming down. And it just doesn't – I guess you don't really get that in the bigger schools. Uh, Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but it just seems really –
1: You should. You should. Yeah. Right. Because ultimately, as we were kind of talking before we got in here, it's all about the kids, right? I mean, if – because the enjoyment you had at Southern in 93 and during your time there, right, that's what you hope one of the things you hope to instill in these young men, and when yeah. they look back yeah. on their high school career, they may, yeah, oh, yeah, we want, we beat this. But it's more the connections you make with other people and the connections that you will keep for your entire life. Absolutely. So important. Absolutely.
5: And and one of the things, so one of our core values uh, that I'm making sure that is enforced uh, with our team is it's right at the top, family. Mm-hmm. And so I want it to not only be a, a family because uh, that's, that's the way I played football, and that's the way I was raised in Missouri Southern. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I, I think there was – well, I know there was some lacking in Rich Hill, and I'm like, okay, this has to change. And so even little things, like after every home game, it's always been we just hightail it up the locker room. Right. Maybe coach gets mad excited, and, right. then, and then you right. change, and then you get out. Right. And you go home. Right. And I'm like, no. Right. After the game, we'll talk about this Monday – after the game, you go over here, all these, all your parents, all your family, all your friends that came here to see you, you go over there, you take photos, doesn't matter if we won or long, win or right. you go over there. So, like, I'm trying to instill community, family, like, we're, we're part of this together. So important. And uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully some of that changes.
0: Oh, well, and appreciation for the community come and support is what that shows too you know butler the last couple years has started something similar and i know we've Mm -hmm. talked about you know we appreciate it when the kids are showing that appreciation to the to the community hey thanks for coming out to support me thanks for coming out to watch me because i mean that's what it comes down to i mean the kids want people there rooting them on yeah so to appreciate what you have there i mean that's
1: crucial
5: and grandma wants a pitcher. Yeah. I Absolutely. Care. I don't care yeah. the kids sway. Grandma wants a pitcher. No. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: she got to show that off a bingo. Yeah. You know yeah, what that's right. Let's yeah. still have some good bingo. Yeah, they do. <laughs>
0: um, we have a fun ending segment. All right. Uh, we do this with everybody. Uh, we have an over-under for you. So I got four over-under questions here. Okay. Um, there's no right answer. I mean, there is right answer. There's right they're, answers.
1: <laughs> they're, they're silly, but they're, you know, they're not um, they're serious.
0: There are over or under 48-man football teams
5: in Missouri. There are uh, definitely under. Under? There's 39. Yeah. Well, uh, that must have been a recent change, though. Hmm. Uh, I think um, we were talking about the division, possible division. Right, 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 There's right. just kind of rumors about it. I feel like that number has to be 46 or something. That, that number. Okay, be. so they may be so they, close they to they it. So they want to keep uh, pressing that, and I think there's going to be more schools. Oh, yeah. I think
0: it's I think it's growing pretty quickly
5: yeah
0: um, your former teammate rod smith had over or under 120 receptions against the chiefs in his career 120 mm mhm against the chiefs
5: he always did pretty well
0: that is correct so i got
5: to say over According to my
0: calculations, which could be off, he had 121.
5: Oh, okay. Uh, but
0: he also had over 1,700 yards against the Chiefs in his career. So that, not bad. Uh, not bad. I don't know if that says a lot more about him or the Chiefs. Well. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Broncos were pretty good during that time. Yeah. Yeah, they
1: were. <laughs>
5: in
0: 1994, Rich Hill Football held Archie to over or under zero rushing yards in their
5: game. Um I, that seems kind of crazy. So I'd say over.
0: No, they held them to negative sixty three no rushing way. yards. It
1: is a no state way. record. We looked that up, and I was like, "Man, that's phenomenal." I mean, think about that yeah. negative minus sixty three rushing yards for the game.
0: Whoa! Yeah. So so, so we're 94? gonna see. We're gonna yeah we're 94. gonna see if you can break that record this year.
1: Oh, okay.
5: All yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> Last was one, eleven man. But yeah. Well, then ninety nine. Of course, they made their run yes yeah had yeah.
1: their state. that yeah. was amazing yeah that was amazing i was at first ball game that I came to that was that i was you know really a big game I was at Adrian for that ball game and i was it, it, it was both teams and obviously rich Hill and then it shows you how good rich hill was but uh Adrian and i, I think there was a one or two point ball game I think a two-point conversion won it for rich Hill and a Unsuccessful two point conversion, lost it for Adrian, and it was right at the end of the ballgame. It was phenomenal. It was a great ball game. Both teams. I was not at that so, game. So so solid. Because I was five years old. Yes, you were.
0: <laughs> uh last one. Sonic, one of our favorite sponsors here, has over or under ten thousand drink combinations. Oh,
5: you gotta say over.
0: They do they have according to them. <laughs> <laughs> they have 168,894 drink combinations. Wow,
5: man. And so, they're all probably pretty
0: good.
1: I was going to say, get mm-hmm. your thirst on. Most get of them. the of Sonic. Except those half and half sweet tea. Oh, they're so and, good. Oh, that stuff's too sweet. So that will do it here for this episode. And we want to thank PrepCast for sponsoring this portion of Tailgate TV.
0: You're me. You go ahead. Me okay. count. You're good. Welcome back to Tailgate TV, where we are having one heck of an episode, or have had, but we're not done yet, so don't touch that dial. That's right. Our dial's a thing. That's right. uh, do, there, do people still dial stuff? Well, don't touch that soap. screen. Those <laughs> dial yeah. soap. Um, but no, we are getting ready to do some picks as we do every episode. One of our favorite segments where me and Brad just get to have a little bit of fun. And this time we are as football season is approaching, we're ready for mascots. Much
1: anticipated, never duplicated the picks.
0: You come up with that on your own? I did. I don't think so. (laughs) But no, we are we are ready. Um, for some mascots. Now, this is the football preview episode. We talked about doing football mascots, but we just decided to go more general yes. and just pick our favorite mascots um, of any team, professional, amateur, football, baseball, whatever you want. Um, so we have our top three mascots of all time.
1: These guys, girls, whatever they are. I don't even know what they are. Preachers. Obviously, okay.
0: They're mascots. Well, they, they
1: keep it entertaining and they make sure that you realize that sports are supposed to be fun, fun, right? Supposed to be entertaining, supposed to be fun, not supposed to take things all that seriously. And they, they just do a good job. It, it, again, all – and these are just entertainment picks, right? Absolutely.
0: So, There's no way to really rank. I mean, I guess there might be ways. We're ranking them now. And we're going to do something a little bit different. Different. I'm going to actually have Bradford go first. Okay. So that means I'll get the last say. I always like getting the last say.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I've heard. So my number three pick, which some of these, you know, I mentioned a couple of these to some people, and they were like, I don't know who that is. So some of these may be a little bit dated. I was going to say OG. (laughs) The nicer way to put it. But, so, Rocky the Mountain Lion from the Denver Nuggets. You see a lot of his videos on. He brings down the the I
0: think he's in the Mascot Hall of Fame. He should be. I think he
1: is. I think in 2008 he was inducted into the Mascot Hall of Fame. I See?
0: Don't hold me to that.
1: I know without knowing that he is a good mascot. Are you on the board for the Mascot Hall of Fame? I can't divulge that. I signed a <laughs> an NDA. <laughs> so, but I would. There's a there's a one where he brings down uh, a big stuffed bear to a girl in the audience, and then he brings an even bigger one, and then he brings this big one. If you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. The guy he helped out. his team win a championship. This yeah, year, and let didn't me. They? Well, they did win the championship, and let me say the funniest thing about mascots. The funniest thing about mascots is they can't speak to tell you, so they have to be over the top flamboyant. kind of like a mom in so, a way. Let's don't even say that. <laughs> 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 Never mind. I, I was my yeah. mind, went other I divert, but so Rocky, the mountain okay. lion from the Denver Nuggets, hilarious, does a great, great job, pick. very entertaining.
0: My number three pick. Yes, we're going to stay in the NBA. Uh, Well,
1: you know what I've noticed that the teams or the the sports that are the hardest to watch always have good have to mascots have to basketball. Nice little jab at the NBA. Yeah, well, it's horrible right now.
0: But let's stay in the NBA. Okay. If I say Benny, you know where I'm going? No. Benny
1: the Bull. Oh, from the Chicago Bulls. From the Chicago oh, okay. Bulls.
0: And that's another thing, I think, is when you see teams, too, that are successful, it makes their mascot. Because, obviously, more people are in attendance. More people are watching their games. More people are interacting with the mascot. And so, being the Bull, I think he's kind of been around since the 60s. Oh, but really okay. rose to popularity, of course, when they had – In the 90s. Yeah, when yeah. they had a team. Right. And so, being the, the only Bull, team the Bears – or the, the Bulls have ever had. Well, the Bears haven't had many teams either. So. True that. Chicago sports – they struggle but no benny the bull they don't struggle as far as getting good mascots because they have some other even in baseball Chicago has some pretty good mascots
1: I agree and and honestly it's a it's a good mascot it, it they do it he or she or whoever does it yep. does a good job and they they uh and it's it's a nice looking mascot it's but one of the reasons why I like the Denver Nuggets guy because it's a rocky start. well it it's it's rocky's good I mean they do a lot of acrobatics. They do a good job of interacting with the crowd. It's a good device. Well, and
0: side note, you talk about a good-looking mascot. You know, a lot of times when you see Bulls, they have that septum. Okay. And you know how much I'm a sucker for those.
1: Yeah, well. (laughs) So, my number two pick.
0: (laughs) Number two pick. Moving on.
1: Baseball. Major League Baseball. And, again, these are the two that some people may not recognize. This guy. I
0: wouldn't recognize these
1: the Philly fanatic funny again I don't know what he is because he's a fanatic he's a fanatic so but he's he's kind of he kind of looks like outer spacey kind of a guy so he's hilarious. well okay he kind of looks like something you'd see on a Saturday morning cartoon okay a little bit I thought he was hilarious did a great job uh interact and one of the videos you see him interacting with uh Umpires, oh yeah, he does that well. Uh, it's he's really good. Fanat- the Philly fanatic, my number two pick, uh, could have been a number one. Break. I I really had to mull over. So yeah. now you're
0: hyping up your number one.
1: Well, the number one's number one, an icon.
0: Okay, my number two pick. Happy birthday to this man.
1: Okay, he's a birthday guy. He's a birthday guy. We're not gonna sing. You're welcome. I was gonna sing. No, you're not. <laughs>
0: Nineteen twenty-three. Okay. This gentleman. Okay. Was the oh, mascot twenty-three for Oklahoma State University? Oh. Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. He's, He's been doing a hundred years and ain't nobody better. I think he does steroids. You ever seen the size of that guy's head? I I didn't think steroids was supposed to make your head bigger. I think it does because it did on him. I thought that was all the uh, Bond, accolades that
1: you. <laughs> same thing. Where it's like a series forty three, I think. Is that, is that how that yeah, works? Yep, you know, hat size forty
0: three. But yeah, no, Pistol Pete. I know. Uh, I know, Mister Boomer Sumer
1: Sooner over uh, not Sumer Sooner. They're not
0: worth saying it right. Yeah. I know you may not like that pick, but I I, just I, love I do to like see Pistol
1: Pete him. as a mascot. I think he's a great mascot. I think the guy uh, he, again another iconic thing when you Absolutely. see and it, that's the, it. You, you your know head it goes is. right to it.
0: Yeah, and you know when you see Pistol Pete, you know Oklahoma State. Yep. yep. And it's just that tradition. Not a huge Oklahoma State fan, but Pistol Pete's the way to go.
1: He's good. My number one pick. Dun, dun, dun. And this guy, in my view, now again, I colleges obviously they have their iconic people, and I think that's where you get some
0: of the most iconic. Both of my top one and two are are college,
1: and you know I can think of a couple of them. Uh, that come to mind when I think of college, this guy is another baseball. This guy got so big that he started going to other baseball stadiums. Okay, how fun. And doing stuff at their baseball stadiums, even though he was not their mascot. Okay. okay. Uh, Catch this guy at the K. Oh, well... He was I remember seeing him at Dodger games, I remember seeing him at different the San Diego Chicken. Okay. The guy was hilarious. He was uh obviously he was and I don't know why the Padres from San Diego chose a chicken a chicken for their mascot. I I and again, I didn't research it that far.
0: So this is your second favorite chicken. No, this
1: might... this is my from Foghorn Leghorn be my favorite. What, what, you <laughs> what I was
0: wondering, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know Bucky's chicken? I don't well, know
1: what. But I'm gonna tell you, the San Diego chicken. I, I think revolutionized the mascot. Revolutionized. Yes, the mascot. he went from be, just being local and a one school or one tame person to being more nationally recognized and nationally known. Well, and it he. And I keep saying he – I don't know if it was a male or female doing – and I don't know – it doesn't say rooster. Is this chicken, so I'm assuming.
0: Brad loves chicks. Kins. <laughs> so my number one pick is not as iconic for the nation, but Woo Pig. My number one pick is Tusk. Okay. Tusk is the Razorback, the live mascot for the Arkansas Razorback. And I, I think they are on, uh, I think it is the, uh, sixth version of Tusk at the moment. And all of the Tusks have been from the same lineage. So have continued the bloodline. The bloodline is strong in Arkansas, but in Arkansas, everybody's from the same
1: lineage. I mean, I was just gonna say that's not much of a stretch. Yeah, they their family tree does not have any branches on it. Yeah.
0: So Tusk being the same lineage, yeah, what's it matter? But it's 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 a true Arkansas icon.
1: It, It certainly is. I mean, obviously, I can
0: remember tailgating games and when you you know they pull Tusk, you know, in this trailer, and when you you know, of course, it's. It's, it's enclosed but it's not it's more of a cage you see him you interact with them when you're tailgating a game there and you see Tusk rolling around and it's just it, it does what mascots especially in college are supposed to do it just gets you hyped and ready for the game same as you know some of the iconic ones you're mentioning but Tusk well, for me again this is a personal deal yeah Tusk for me is number one
1: and I will say the SEC has a lot of really really great. Mascots, ugh! There in the University of Georgia, that, the the Tennessee Volunteers uh, dog that they yeah. have a volunteer. Well, and, uh, and the bulldogs' is his name, I think I don't know. His the name bulldogs
0: is. was there. You you can see them listed yeah. right here. They're an honorable mention for me because when they have that, and I think they just collared a new one no, in so. twenty twenty three in a scrimmage game not too long ago. I don't, but well, yeah, they the it just it gets you it gives you that. Saturday game day feel.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. And I, again, <laughs> there's a lot of things about college football that I like. The mascots are one of them. Absolutely. That, that the the fact that you can rally around one thing, whether and again, there's there's some mascots that I would say, hey, you know, let's uh, let's uh, turn into barbecue. One and I can think of in, in, in particular, but the other chicken. ones, hey, let's let's why celebrate would you, them. Why would you want to eat a dog? No, nope, wasn't a dog. Oh, all right. Chickens? It wasn't a chicken
0: oh. I was thinking of, oh. but nonetheless. Uh, we want to thank you for watching this fantastic edition. And it's not fantastic because of me or Brad, um, but we've had some great guests on and we are ready for some football we're ready for some blackhawks some bears some tigers we talk about mascots we got some good ones around here we do. and so we want to thank all of those coaches who have come on to preview their seasons mm. and we also you know what makes Enjoyed this it. oh absolutely this has been a blast and it has gotten me ready for some games and you know with that being said this is also great because we have so many sponsors mm. that rally around us and Allow us to do this. And so we want to thank PrepCast, which is a place I'll be catching a few games as I'll be working a few Friday nights. We want to thank O3 Customs, who is doing a heck of a job. I see every day, if you're not following them on Facebook, go check out O3 Customs on Facebook. They're doing new stuff every day. Make our beautiful hats, but they make tons of engraving things. And we also want to thank the Chamber of Commerce, who has some big events coming up. And uh, if you're not privy to any of that, make sure you're following them on Facebook or calling the Chamber. Uh, Also want to thank Sonic, who hooks us up continually and never disappoints. Want to shout out uh, Miles and Josh over there at Sonic, doing a great
1: job. Fantastic.
0: Want to thank Mid America, who covers all of the news going on uh, around our town and even a little bit outside of it. Mm-hmm. So we want to thank them for sponsoring us and just partnering with us. We want to thank Emmanuel Baptist Church, uh, where they are doing great things for the community where they're at, just preaching the word. And we just want to thank all of our sponsors, even those that I'm probably forgetting. Uh, but everybody who wants to work with us and does work with us, we appreciate you um cns graphics cns graphics they uh if you haven't gotten a chance to check out the welcome to butler videos especially we did a couple videos back and really quick want to do a huge shout out to all of the kids that uh were involved in that but also to maddox finnewald uh maddox finnewald came in and if you have not checked out maddox finnewald giving a tour around butler check it out you can find it on our YouTube channel on our Facebook page he came in on 30 minutes notice and did that for us uh, spent about two two hours with us doing it so we appreciate what he did for us but uh yeah we've, we've done a lot of fun things we've we've uh, enjoyed being in the community and we want to keep doing this so if you want to sponsor us and help make this possible reach out to us um, but for now that'll do it for this edition of tailgate TV thanks for watching we'll see you next time